0: The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network.
1: You've got health-related questions, we've got health-related answers with Dr. Stengler today.
2: It's time for the Line of Fire with your host, biblical scholar and cultural commentator Dr. Michael Brown, your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. Call 866-34-TRUTH to get on the Line of Fire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Brown.
1: Thanks for joining us, friends, today on The Line of Fire. This is Michael Brown coming your way live from our studio in Fort Worth, Texas, at Mercy Culture, I just finished teaching the students at the Spiritual Leadership School. Great time with them. Thrilled to be with you today. Uh, We haven't done this in a few months, so we wanted to bring my friend, colleague, and doctor, Dr. Mark Stengler, back on the air on a Friday. Any health-related question you have of any kind, something you're going through, something with a family member, something you've wanted to ask, get to the truth about things you've heard, phone lines are open, 866-348-7884. It's a great opportunity to call in. Uh, Before we get to any calls, uh, Mark, great to have you back on the air. Thanks so much for joining us.
3: Hey, Michael. Great to be back with you today.
1: Uh, what do you—I you, I know there's more time in the day. You're on the West Coast, so three hours behind us, uh, or two hours behind where I am right now, three hours behind East Coast. But what do you normally do on Fridays?
3: <laughs> well, um, you know, I work really hard at the clinic Monday to Thursday, and then most mornings it starts off the same way. I get up, I do some Bible study, some apologetic study. Then I uh, do my exercise, have my morning shake. And then usually some other clinic stuff comes up and then I work on some of my writings for my website and books and and things like that. So usually around Friday, two o'clock I'm pretty much done and I get ready for Saturday, which is a big evangelism day for me. Kinda of like people have their sports day. Saturday's Saturday, sometimes Sunday's my you know, one of those two days is my evangelism day, so I start kinda of getting prepared for that as well.
1: Interesting. So, the evangelism, you you go out in the park where people come through, share the gospel, or you've shared the gospel in front of mosques, things like that?
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Saturday, usually it's it's, it's Saturday or Sunday. Usually it's Saturday. I'm at the park most of the day with a group of uh, men, some women. And we're doing evangelism. You know, Apologetics is involved with that too. Um, We do do some separate events at mosques uh, between San Diego and Los Angeles uh, where we meet up and, and talk to. People, after their services, we kind of wait um, outside on the sidewalks. We're not being, you know, seen as being rude or obtrusive. And then we have outreach that way, too.
1: Got it. Very interesting. Yeah, I I just love that side of you going out, sharing the gospel on a regular basis. Okay, Uh, before we get to any calls, a lot of people, I realize— when I mention you're a naturopathic doctor, they don't know what that means. They think it's someone without medical training using crystals or something like that. So we, we did this a long time ago, but I want to just do it again because I'm familiar with your background and your writings and, and, and how your work is respected. But compare for me the, the, the training that you went through to get your medical degree to c- compared to what a traditional American doctor would do.
3: Yeah, no problem. I mean, there's two terms for licensed uh, doctors in my field. You have naturopathic doctor or naturopathic medical doctor. I use naturopathic medical doctor here in California. And so basically, we're trying, we're trained as primary care physicians. So if you think of your family physician, that's how we're trained. So, you know, like like all the other doctors, you got to get your bachelor's degree and then you got to get accepted into a medical program. And there are certain medical schools where basically you learn integrative medicine. And what that is, you learn all the standard stuff people are familiar with doing exams, using lab tests, pharmaceutical medications, minor surgery, uh, those types of things. And then integrated along with that, you're trained more heavily in nutrition, uh, nutritional supplements, herbal medicine, uh, intravenous nutrient therapy, uh, bioidentical hormone replacement, uh, spinal manipulation, things of this nature. And so basically, you're trained in both types of system, and we have a lot of flexibility. What we try to do whenever possible is treat people uh, nutritionally or as naturally as possible, but we, we also use modern technology. We use lab tests. We actually usually do use more lab tests than the typical doctor to find out what's going on inside the body at the root level or root causes, and so we can address that better. But if the patient needs medications, then we certainly use them. For example, with this COVID, I mean, I think I've prescribed steroids uh, more in the last you know, six weeks with this recent uh, upswing uh, than I have in years uh, for people. You know, with lung issues, a major body inflammation. You know, antibiotics when needed. Obviously, ivermectin. I I've talked about prescribing that. So, you know, so we, we use medications when necessary. We use specialists when necessary. Um, you know, if a patient comes in and maybe they're diagnosed with a, I diagnose with an EKG of a certain heart condition. Let's say atrial fibrillation or. You know, maybe there's suspicion, maybe they've, you know, had some heart damage, then I refer them to one of the cardiologists I work with. There's about four cardiologists I work with very closely. If someone has some other type of thing where they need specialty care, to a psychiatrist, to a gynecologist, whatever, you know, we make those referrals and continue to work with the patient. So it's really an integration of both types of systems, which, you know, the American public is very much resonating with because we have found the hard way over several decades that a drug-surgery-driven medical approach is insufficient to prevent disease to successfully treat, especially chronic disease. And so this model is, you know, becoming somewhat uh, mainstream.
1: And in point of fact, if you went to your average doctor, they haven't been trained a lot in nutrition, right? So let's say someone has high blood pressure. Maybe they're not, you know, really obese or something like that. It's possible that the first solution the doctor would give is medication, as opposed to really looking into that person's diet and and those habits that may be causing the high blood pressure. So they're, they're treating the symptom rather than treating the cause.
3: Yeah, that's true. I mean, modern medicine does acknowledge uh, diet and lifestyle as major factors, major factors in terms of most chronic disease. Uh, the problem is the medical model, doctors aren't well-trained in nutritional medicine. Uh, it's just a fact. I mean, most medical, you know, programs maybe have a course uh, in nutrition, which is very insufficient. So that is true. I mean, you, know, you can pretty much go down the list of most chronic diseases, and they're at least in part, some in some cases much more than that, uh, nutrition uh, imbalances, you know, problems with the diet, uh, nutritional deficiencies, lifestyle factors, exercise, stress reduction. I mean, almost all the chronic diseases, you can make a strong case The scientific evidence. You know, these factors are involved, but, you know, we're kind of this quick fix, give a prescription, um, you know, mentality. And, And, you know, there's places for that. But, you know, look, America, with all our resources, with our phenomenal medical training, we're not doing well in terms of in terms of other countries and chronic disease. We're actually doing horrible. And so the reason for that is when you look at drug therapies and surgery and while we need them and are phenomenal for acute problems. Um, they are really insufficient for chronic disease. And so chronic disease is not well-managed in America. And, look, we know most chronic diseases, at least in part, and some more than others, when you look at the big ones, like obviously obesity, you look at diabetes, um, you know, uh, arthritis, for example, heart disease, all these types of big conditions affecting a lot of Americans, you know, at the foundation is diet and lifestyle and stress stress problems. And so when those aren't addressed as the root causes, these diseases can tend, continue to flourish and affect more people. I mean, look, 50% of American adults uh, approximately have pre-diabetes or diabetes. Now, that's not mm-hmm. a drug deficiency. That is a diet and lifestyle fundamental problem. And so, you know, you can, you can see when you have conditions like obesity and diabetes, uh, it's well acknowledged in all medicine that your risk of heart disease, the risk of Alzheimer's disease, joint destruction from the extra weight, autoimmune disease, all these things skyrocket, and so that you develop other problems from the foundation of diet, exercise, lifestyle factors.
1: Got it, got it. And that's how you and I actually connected. I was speaking at an apologetics conference that the church we were a part of, and there was a different person basically hosting me each day and getting me foods and things, and You said, "Ah, yeah, you're not the only one that eats like this," and that's that's how we first started talking, and then found our common interest in apologetics and other things. All right, let's get to some calls again, friends. Today, as we have Dr. Stengler as our guest, it's your opportunity to call in and get his opinion. uh, Where you normally, how how far booked uh, are you at at your integrative clinic? Uh, Is it weeks? Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, usually takes about, for a for new patient, usually takes like you know, around six weeks to, to be on a waiting list to get in.
1: Got it. You know, so like so this is, this is a busy clinic. You get to call in right now, 866 348 7884. We'll start with Vicki in Winston-Salem. What's your question for Dr. Stengler?
4: Hi, Dr. Stengler. I have had um, hair loss right in around my temple area and it it's bilateral and I can tell that it's continuing um I'm continuing uh, to lose hair and I was just wondering whether it could possibly be due to the medication I take I'm on Synthroid and Low Trail I did go to a dermatologist uh, she gave me uh steroid injections and topical steroids then she wanted to start me on Proscar I did not out the press car. so um, just, um, you know, thought
3: I'd call yeah. and ask. Yeah, if I could ask one, just one question, um, how long has it been going on for and what, was there anything new going on right before it started, like had you just started these medications, did you have an illness, high stress, anything like that before the onset?
4: Well, I've had, I've been on uh, the medication for, I've been on Synthroid for about, uh, 25 years, and um, I've been on low trail for about 15 years. Okay, and, and how long uh, did you have you had the hair loss for, did you
3: say? Yeah, how long did you have you had the hair loss for?
4: Uh, I noticed uh, the hair loss probably about maybe 20 years ago. I started, and I thought it was due to, um, I had a relaxer on my hair, and um, and I thought it, like the hair follicles, may have gotten damaged on the sides because she put it on, you know, in my hair when it when I had just come back from the gym, so my scalp was wet, and so I thought I may just have, you know, some damage to my hair follicles. But then I noticed that it was is become progressive that, you know, is slowly going into. Uh, you know, more areas. And the left side used to not Tell you what, have we'll, any issues. We'll just
1: stop here. Vicky. we come back. We'll be on with Dr. Stengler. Uh, now's a good time to call in. We've got a line open. We'll get to as many calls as we can. Stay right here.
2: The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on The Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown.
1: All right, friends, just want to make a very special announcement before we get back to our calls with Dr. Stengler. I want to encourage you right now, go to vitaminmission.com. Vitaminmission.com. Today, there is a special offer. I believe it's going to run a oh, few days through the weekend into uh, early next week. So take advantage of this. Tell your friends. Spread the word. If you use the health co- the, the code HEALTH, capital H, the word HEALTH, today you will get a 20% discount on all of Dr. Stangler's health supplements. Anything on the website, all the supplements. I've been taking them regularly. They're wonderful. They're high quality. They work. They're well-researched. So Normally, you can get a 10% discount because of our partnership. But today, spread the word. Tell your friends. If you're a pastor, tell your church. You want people to get healthy. Supplement this with a healthy lifestyle. These things could really be the difference makers for many of you. So vitaminmission.com and the code that you use, spread the word. Tell your friends. only for a few days. Health with a capital H. Got it? Take advantage of this. And then with every order... Dr. Stangler turns around and gives a donation to our ministry to help us reach more people. So we are blessed with all of this. Okay, Dr. Stangler, back to you. Um, words for Vicki, what would you say?
3: Yeah, just for Vicki, I mean, the medications she's on aren't typically known to cause hair loss. I don't think it's likely. Uh, that's the problem. It's not really c- clear, to be honest. Your doctor did recommend ProScar, which blocks a hormone known as dihydrotestosterone, which can lead to hair loss. For our patients, we don't, if possible, we don't like to have people take those kinds of medications internally because you're affecting other uh, hormone balance in the body. Um, actually, that medication, we prescribe the patients topically. You can, uh, Your doctor could prescribe it from a compounding pharmacy in a topical cream form that can be applied to the scalp. We prefer that. We think, then, you know, based on that, it would be less, you know, internal imbalance being caused. Number two, uh, some of our patients to get really good results with our hair collagen, hair, skin, and nails formula. You can look on the website about that. And third, there's a newer technology we also recommend to patients. You could look into, and it's called PRP, it stands for platelet-rich plasma. And basically, what happens is a doctor draws your blood, it gets spun down, the growth factors from your blood then are injected into your scalp. Of course, you know with anesthetic uh, to stimulate uh, new hair growth, uh, hair follicles to be producing. So that's some of the newer technology we're seeing decent results with and, and some things for you to consider.
1: Excellent. Hey, thank you so much for the call, Vicki, and for the advice, Dr. Stangler. What was the supplement that you recommended that others can look at who are having hair loss-related issues?
3: Yeah, vitaminmission.com, There's it's called Collagen Hair, Skin, and Nails. And it's basically nutrients that promote uh, you know hair health, uh, skin health, and nail health, long well, crossover cross over into the same
1: tissues. Got it. Okay, let's go to the phones with Deb in Bootstrap, Texas. Welcome to the line of fire.
0: Hi, shalom, Dr. Brown. Bastrop, Texas. Shalom to you and Dr. Stengler. First and foremost, thank you for your faithfulness to serve God and to serve us. Appreciate you. Um, my question, Dr. Stengler, uh, when you first partnered with uh, Dr. Brown, we invested in some of your products, but uh, my question has to do with a Crohn's disease diagnosis about 20 years ago, and when I presented, got they hit it pretty hard with some steroids, some other things, some Remicade infusions, and after about a year and a half, it seemed like the treatment was worse than the, the symptoms, and I got caught up in what you've described sort of as – I mean, that – it's it's worse it's bad it's going to get worse you're going to die from it there's you can't do anything about it and so when I tried to get weaned off of everything they were resistant and I ended up weaning myself off and for about 20 years I've been symptomatic free no no symptoms um, and that's how I'd like to actually handle <laughs> the disease we invested in your some of your digestive wellness and your flora uh, things and that sort of thing very very recently though within like the last week I was doing some research again, and I found uh, products that talk about prebiotics, probiotics, and also something called postbiotics. And I've come to understand that the gut biome is really important in Crohn's disease. And I wanted to know uh, your opinion about that and uh, if, if uh, uh, there's you have an idea about Crohn's treatment as a whole through diet, through exercise, through monitoring, instead of just being loaded up on all sorts of medications and that sort of thing. So... I guess your oh, yeah. your input or your take on that is what I'd be interested yeah, in hearing yeah,
3: yeah. about. Yeah, and I'm very familiar with Crohn's disease. I've made patients with it over the years. And, yeah, in some of those mm-hmm. cases, you know, we treat them combined with conventional medicine. And other patients, we're able to treat them just solely with natural medicine alone. So it kind of depends on the case. Maybe just a few things, you know, I've seen the 27 years of practice. You know, there can be different causes for different people. With Crohn's disease, what we tend to look at more in depth, is there an undiagnosed infection? I mean, that's one of the theories as to why some people continue to have problems with Crohn's disease, undiagnosed infections. So we use more of a modern technology of stool testing where we're looking for DNA fragments, say a parasites, bacteria, uh, things which should not be in there creating an inflammatory response. And that, that doesn't mean you have the problem with it, but that's one thing, you know, we look at. Number two, uh, food allergies, or probably a better word would be food sensitivities. Uh, certainly possible you have food sensitivities delayed, which... You're not aware of, and there's ways, you know, doctors in this field could test you to kind of help pinpoint maybe what's irritating, contributing to the problem. Uh, and number three, and I'm actually finishing a, an ebook on this right now, but the whole, the whole idea of what's called leaky gut syndrome, which is increased intestinal permeability, so an unhealthy lining of the small intestine. Where most of your immune system resides, actually, creating a lot of the inflammatory reaction you get with inflammatory bowel disease. And that ties into what you're talking about, the microbiome. So certainly, many studies have shown people with Crohn's disease, uh, virtually all of them definitely have uh, an imbalance in their microbiome, you know, an imbalance, overgrowth of bacteria that shouldn't be there, or fungi, as well as not levels of good bacteria. So answering your questions, yes, we want patients to get in prebiotic foods, foods which Feed the good flora, uh, foods people may not think about, but basically it's going to go down to fruits and vegetables. There's ones w- within those categories which work better than others, like who would ever know that the inulin, a component of the fiber you find in artichokes, is one of the best prebiotic foods you can eat to feed your good bacteria. Um, probiotics you find obviously in foods like uh, yogurt, but when you have conditions like Crohn's disease, most of these patients don't tolerate products. And so you can use things like coconut yogurt, for example. And in products are when you get the good bacteria in, and these are metabolites which fight off bad bugs, uh, supply good fatty acids to your digestive tract. That can be good. In our products, actually, one of the main products I use is the aloe DGL glutamine powder. Uh, the aloe and DGL is very uh, healing anti-inflammatory to the lining of the small intestine as well as the colon. Of course, Crohn's disease can go from the mouth to uh, the anus, so it actually helps with the whole elementary tract. Uh, so we have people use that always when they have those conditions. But then we're trying to work more with the root problem. Most people with Crohn's disease, we find they have, you know, gluten allergy, uh, dairy allergy. We want to support the digestion, kind of like you're doing, and then use those anti-inflammatory herbs like I talked about, uh, along with high-dose fish oil uh, is used a lot uh, in Crohn's disease. So those are some of the things, and like I said. Also looking at maybe undiagnosed infections. If a patient's not doing well, we recommend for a period of time getting intravenous nutrients to supply the nutrients to the body so you don't get so weak, so your GI tract can heal as well. And the last thing we use a lot with patients is our um, Inflam fighter powder. Uh, It's actually specific to the digestive tract, inflammation of the digestive tract. It has a hypoallergenic protein in it, anti-inflammatory compounds, we almost always use that as well until the patient's doing better. So those are just, you know, some things to consider.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Stengler. Thanks for the call. Deb, 866-348-7884. You may want to call a friend who's, who's been struggling and can't seem to get answers from a doctor and don't know what's going on. Great time to call in and get some professional advice. Uh, Dr. Stengler, we've just got a short time before break, then we'll get back to our calls. But we're often used to instant results with medicine that we take, dealing with some of the symptoms. But when when you're dealing with a lifestyle change, or you're dealing with adding in healthy supplements, it's only going to take a little while before you see the results of these. Correct?
3: Yeah, you know, it, it just really depends on the person and their state of health. I mean, the, the the longer someone's been sick for, then yes, you should give it more time to see how they're responding. Someone who's in generally good health, though, I mean you know, maybe has more of a mild to moderate health problem. I mean, with the right treatment, you know, some people can notice a difference within days to a week or two. So it just depends. I mean, it's like that in regular medicine, too. I mean, the longer someone's had a condition, the longer you got to kind of right. give the time to see how they respond. Right. Yeah.
1: Got it. Yeah, I just know sometimes we're always looking to snap our fingers. You know, I remember when I, when I right. radically changed my lifestyle with God's help back in 2014, August of 2014, I was surprised maybe 6 weeks in I got a cold. I thought I thought my immune system is going to be like it, it, invincible. Well, it it took a while to get stronger and it got much stronger uh, over the years. Hey friends, we're going to be back with Dr. Mark Stangler. It's a real privilege to have him on with us and you get to call in and ask your questions for yourself or for someone else. And as you can see, he has a wealth of knowledge and is doing his best to work with God and the human body to help people get well. Remember, visit vitaminmission.com. When you go there today through early next week, so take advantage of this, you want to use the health code, capital H-E-A-L-T-H. When you put that in with any order, if you're subscribing, I mean, you want to take advantage of this, 20% off your orders that are placed today through early next week. So spread the word your are great health supplements, this is a great way to get them. And then funds come back to help with our ministry as well. So everyone's blessed in the process. And we really believe these will contribute, along with lifestyle changes, to really get you healthy. We're here to see your healthy spirit, mind, and body. We'll be right back.
2: The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on The Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown.
1: Thanks for joining us, friends, on the special Friday edition of The Line of Fire. We're talking with my friend, colleague, and doctor, Dr. Mark Stengler, and he's answering your health-related questions. This is a wonderful time to call in 866-348-348. 7884 for yourself, for a family member, for a friend. or It can be not personal health, but something you're trying to sort out. You read one thing, you read another thing, you read this is recommended, that's recommended. How do you sort these things out? We could even take COVID-related questions. Thankfully, hopefully, these will continue to wane, but you may have a COVID-related question. 866-34-TRUTH. Before we go back to the phones, I just want to ask Dr. Stengler... A uh, couple quick questions. I, I had seen another doctor specializes in nutritional things, and he was saying, you don't want to take this, this, this. You don't want to have this in vitamins. He's just giving a list of things, and my wife, Nancy, is the one really familiar with nutritional issues. I just, I just do as told, okay, this is healthy. This is not whatever. I don't know the reasons for it. But there was something saying, don't use folic acid, and, and I don't know the background to that. Is, is that ever used as an ingredient in vitamins or supplements? What are the pros, cons with using it?
3: Yeah, good question. Actually, I had a, an article, I guess people Google search, so I had an article published in a medical journal on this topic in terms of folic acid, folate, and depression. But um, folic acid, interestingly, it's referred to as a B vitamin, and, but it's man-made. It's synthetic. You do not find it in food. You don't find it in nature. So it's very cheap and inexpensive to make. So if you look at, say, a multivitamin or a B-complex that has folic acid, typically it's going to be a lower-cost kind of non-professional item. So holistic doctors like myself, we always use formulas which have folate or methylfolate. That's what you find in foods like, say, green leafy vegetables. And so the human body is designed to obviously interact with natural folate, uh, folic acid, again, synthetic. You don't find it in nature And so about 45% of the population, they have what we call a genetic variation, and it's called the MTHFR gene. We have a couple different locations for MTHFR in our genes, but basically about 45% of people have a variation where they do not metabolize folic acid very well. And like I said, folate is very important because it's involved in normal cell division, it's involved in metabolizing hormones, it's also involved in making neurotransmitters. That's why there's several studies showing that uh, folate uh, can help with depression because it helps you make serotonin. But if you have this genetic variation, then you can't get folic acid into its final form. So when you take folic acid as a supplement, uh, it has to go through some different conversions to get into its active form in your cells. And so people, a fair amount of people genetically have problems doing that. And so if you're using the natural form, like the methylfolate found in foods, then you already have it in its active form, so your cells can utilize it for all the cell processes. So there is something to that. That 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 is true.
1: Got it. Okay. And then, what? we'll tell you what, I'll get to my other question. I want to get to our callers first. My other question can wait. Uh, let's go over to Claire in Centerville, Virginia. Welcome to the Line of Fire.
4: Hi. Thank you for taking my call.
1: You're welcome. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead.
4: Okay, yes, I would like to uh, find a, a natural, more natural doctor. I've been looking for one, um, but when I look, it seems like they're involved in, like, acupuncture and different things that I've always thought were new age, and I was wondering what you think of that, and, and um, how, how do you recommend looking for a natural doctor as a Christian
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I
4: mean, in
3: terms of the field of what we call integrative medicine, holistic medicine, in terms of doctors, I mean, there are about 20,000 of us around the country, and it's growing actually very rapidly. In terms of the number Mm -hmm. that are Christian, yeah, it does tend to be a smaller percent. That is true. Uh, Some doctors are into kind of New Age medicine type stuff. So. Honestly, you just have to Google like integrative doctor and see who comes up in your area and then just, you know, look at their bio or call their clinic and kind of, you know, see, see what they're into. That's about the only way to do it. There are some national kind of associations like A4M, A, the number 4 and M, and that lists um, integrative medical doctors like myself around the country. That's one resource people can do. In terms of acupuncture, I mean, there's different thoughts on it, Um I mean, when I started in, you know, this field, maybe like 20, well, I've been practicing 27 years. You know, there's certainly, there's a small percent of people that use acupuncture. They're into some strange stuff. I mean, most of the people I know that use acupuncture totally use it from a medical model. They just see it as improving circulation, blocking pain signals. They don't get into the Chinese philosophy and some of the spiritual aspects of it. I know Christians kind of have different different thoughts on it. Um, I do have a, an osteopathic doctor in my clinic who does do some acupuncture, and he's, you know, a very dedicated Christian and, and would reject all other forms of, of theology for sure. So different thoughts on that, but nevertheless, I think that's just the best way to do it. Just type in integrative doctor, type in holistic doctor, see who comes up near and then you're just going to have to, you know, kind of see what their bio is or, or ask their clinic. Or, hopefully, you can get maybe a referral from someone in your church, you know, that has, has a good experience and, and knowledge of somebody.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of it, Mark, has to do with different parts of the country. Uh, different mm-hmm. parts of the country seem to be much more aware. Uh, I, I had to get a particular shot. I'd gotten it at your clinic for a for hand condition, and the only place I could get it was someone doing acupuncture. And, uh, and, and I had to go just to the state immediately south of me just and the person I live in North Carolina just have to drive like 45 minutes into South Carolina and this doctor was trained in, in Chinese medicine not into the spiritual side of it at all but the doctor yeah. was telling me yeah I have to go to South Carolina because I can't practice in North Carolina and then when you had called in a prescription for me to our to our mutual yeah. shock <laughs> we found out that it could that they don't fill uh, prescriptions from from integrative doctors in North Carolina and when I asked the 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 woman in South Carolina about it with the Chinese medical background, uh, she said to me, she said, yeah, it's it's basically you know a bureaucrat, it's just somebody in charge making the decisions, and and she would say that certain parts of the country are way ahead of other parts of the country. So yeah, very interesting. Yeah, hey, I'm thank you. Know that. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That'd
3: be, t- that's true, Michael. But one one thing is, I mean, basically, but every major city in America, and I don't you know, it depends where someone lives. It's very rural, and there's not a major city nearby. It's a problem, but. Every major city in America has integrative doctors. I mean, it's been my experience.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. It's just the mentality, the philosophy, it- it's-, it's so interesting. You know, this-, this woman who had been trained in Chinese medicine made an interesting comment. She said Western medicine is really good for emergencies. You know, someone's been in an accident, it's life and death, get them back. But in terms of long-term health, uh, when you go in to, to see wh- whatever your condition is, she spends like an hour with you discussing your diet and lifestyle first. So it's just such a different mentality. Just interesting to talk about what did you learn? How did you learn? Not the, the spiritual mm-hmm. stuff, forget that, but just the, the mm-hmm. different approaches to Chinese science. So when you do your health research, you're looking at studies from around the world as, as any good doctor would do. And you're looking at different results, China versus Europe versus America. And, and that's how you, you put everything together, correct?
3: Yeah, and I've been trained in, you know, analyzing statistics and stuff and studies no matter where they come from, so I take that into account. But, yeah, I don't have a bias in terms of, you know, a study doesn't have to come out of America to be credible. So, yeah, I try and I actually look at a diverse amount of different uh, sources. Some are more holistic in nature. I actually look at a lot of very mainstream. I've been writing this ebook on leaky gut syndrome or intestinal permeability, and I have over... Forty-five references that come from mainstream medical journals uh, supporting the concept of how common uh, leaky gut syndrome is. We have malabsorption of small intestine, how it contributes and makes one successful to all sorts of different health conditions. So I kind of like that because, you know, some people take that more, more serious than, say, maybe some unknown, you know, holistic journals or something. So I actually rely on that quite heavily.
1: Got it. All right, let us let us go back to the phones and let's talk to Bert in Greenville. Excuse me, yeah, uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. Welcome to the Line of Fire.
4: Thank you, Doctor Brown. Good to speak with you. I appreciate your show and Doctor Spangler. I also listen to him often on another radio program. My question is about extra virgin olive oil. I buy cold pressed extra virgin olive oil and believe it's healthy for you when it's in its raw state. When you cook with it, is it only good because it's less worse than other saturated fat or other fats, or is it actually good for you after you've heated it, olive oil?
3: Yeah, I mean, olive oil, of course, has tremendous studies on it in terms of cardiovascular disease, showing a reduced blood pressure, reduced risk of heart disease, it's high in antioxidants. You know, it's, it's, it's singled out as one of the key items why the Mediterranean diet has been the most well-studied, successful diet in the world uh olive oil high amounts of it high amounts have been shown also to reduce the risk of breast cancer in women so it, it's a very powerful food um food is medicine uh, the only problem with olive oil it does not tolerate a high heat when you cook with it uh, you're not really supposed to cook with it at high heat because it oxidizes too easily so you can use it in cooking you should um but you do not want to put it at high heat it has to be at a lower heat and, of course, you know, as I'm sure you do, as you're doing, you can obviously add it to salads and stuff without heating it. So, But it is definitely a superfood.
1: All right. Thank you, Ben, for the call. 866-34-TRUTH. Uh, there was a caller who ended up not coming on the air, Mark, and he was asking questions about mental health. Obviously, this is complex and mental health can have endless numbers of explanations and that's, that's what I know about it. I mean, you're, you're an expert in, in wide ranges of, of medical issues. But generally speaking, we've been talking about diet, lifestyle affecting the body, chronic diseases, things like that. What about diet and lifestyle affecting our emotional state in general? So we're not saying all mental health issues, but in general, how do diet, lifestyle impact how we feel mentally, emotionally, how we function, brain health, things like that?
3: Yeah, that's been studied. There's definitely a direct connection for a lot of people um, how their diet and lifestyle is you know, compared to if they're you know, afflicted by, say, anxiety and depression. So when we see patients, maybe you know, they have just started to have anxiety or depression, we certainly want to work with a diet, getting more of a whole foods diet in, make them more resistant to stress with that. We need to get them uh, not overdoing the stimulants, like too much you know, caffeine, for example, alcohol. Uh, creates imbalances in the brain, causes brain inflammation, making sure they're getting the omega fatty acids in their diet. Our brain is 60% fat, so there's been several studies showing that when people are low in omega-3 fatty acids, like in cold water fish, maybe things like walnuts, for example, uh, people are more prone to anxiety and depression. This has been studied. Uh, the brain's like any other organ. It doesn't work by magic. You got to It does have to have the right nutrients and nutrition to work. And so, you know, it's just like a card. you put gas in, it'll work. you don't put the gas in, it won't work.
1: Got it. All right, we'll be right back. I want to talk to Dr. Stengler about ivermectin, about a quercetin supplement, and we'll take some more of your calls as well. Stay right here.
2: The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the line of fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown.
1: Thanks, friends, for joining us on The Line of Fire, 866-34-TRUTH, for your health-related questions for Dr. Stengler. Remember, friends, when you visit vitaminmission.com, if you've never been there, do check it out as soon as you have a moment. Make sure today, tomorrow through the weekend, beginning next week, Use the code HEALTH. Don't use the normal Dr. Brown code. That's 10% discount. But use the code HEALTH, capital H-E-A-L-T-H, for a double discount, 20%. Order big. Take advantage of the 20% discount while you can at vitaminmission.com. It's our joy to partner with Dr. Stenler as He partners with us. We want to see you healthier physically. And with each order, funds come back into our ministry to help with our work. So everyone gets blessed in the process. And Dr. Stanley gets to do what he loves to do, which is help people get healthier. Uh, Mark, uh, I know you just wanted to make one more comment regarding mental health. So back to you and then questions, then back to our calls.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, in terms of mental health, like we see a lot of people with anxiety and depression. And so what my experience is, is people have mild to moderate anxiety and depression. A lot of these patients, we can treat very effectively without pharmaceuticals. Um, patients that are more moderate to severe yeah they may need to be under you know psychiatric care and beyond medications for a period of time but even in those patients you work with their diet you work with their lifestyle replace their nutrients it gives them more of an opportunity to not only feel good but have the potential to get off those medications in the future so it's all about balance but you know we, we use them when needed like I had a patient just a couple of days ago who was a fear of flying she had to take a flight so I, prescribed a few pills of Xanax to use in our flight there and back, but not long-term because you know we now know that Xanax is very addictive and it even cr- increases your risk of dementia when you use long-term. So when you use these things, you have to use them properly um, in, a, in a judicial way.
1: Got it. All right, just very quickly, and then I want to get back to the phones. Uh, you've really been very positive about quercetin as an important natural supplement you were able to get it in, in stock. Last time we were talking, you were just getting it in. You found the right balance in terms of, of what to take on a daily basis or to, to up it during certain times. Uh, and, and, folks, you can go to vitaminmission.com, check out quercetin while you're there, obviously, with a Q. What is it that, that makes this so effective?
3: Well, quercetin is a very interesting, you know, natural ingredient. You do find it naturally in food, say, like berries, for example, onions. And it's a powerful antioxidant. It's also powerful in reducing inflammation. So it does have studies on it showing it reduces allergies. So if you get allergies, during are near. It's great as a natural antihistamine. It has anti-inflammatory effects. And what's been really big about it um, recently was last year, there was two studies published on it, people who had COVID, and they were treated with quercetin. And in both those studies published in medical journals, uh, people had significantly uh, less number of days they were sick. And the intensity of the symptoms were reduced as well. So it was one of the few natural things actually studied when people have COVID. I'm not saying, you know, people just treat their own COVID, but it's something you could take, you know, with your doctor's supervision and and see what's going on. So it's, it's kind of exciting that way. So, yes, I was able to get the one that the two published studies used uh, from Europe, Italy, actually, and that we do carry on the website there.
1: And, and then last time you were on with me, you, you raised concerns about, How America was dealing with ivermectin that you couldn't get it filled at pharmacies. And you're saying it's really kind of an unprecedented thing for the government Mm -hmm. to step in and say this drug, which is used widely with human beings successfully around the world, can't be used. Uh, Some time has gone by, a few months since then. Uh, Do you feel the same way? Is there anything that's changed your concern about the way this has been restricted or, or maligned?
3: Yeah, and I don't know if there's a quote federal law where you in pharmacies can't. It's just the mainstream pharmacies won't carry it. Uh, you yep. know, it, it's no, no one has said why, but we, we have to prescribe from compounding pharmacies and we've prescribed it hundreds of times with good results. But no, I mean, it's like anything else. If something has, let's say, you know, 50 studies on it and it's something that's effective, then you should expect, you know, maybe there's 35 good studies, maybe five or 10 negative ones and five kind of so so. And that's what you find with ivermectin. So, Last year, in the American Journal of Therapeutics, in their July-August issue, which is very mainstream, they reviewed 15 trials using ivermectin for COVID, and they found it had uh, moderate effectiveness. Um, They found large reductions in COVID deaths uh, uh, using uh, ivermectin. A more recent analysis of 78 studies found it to be effective. Uh, Statistically significant improvements were seen regarding mortality or death ending up on a ventilator intensive care unit admission hospitalization and recovery so you know it's just what drives me crazy when people say oh there's no science showing it works." this and that i'm like what are you talking about i mean we have you know dozens upon dozens of studies so that just isn't true on the other hand look it's not a, it's not necessarily a magic bullet doesn't mean you shouldn't get proper medical care and assessments and, and treatment and maybe you need other things but it certainly should be part of the consideration and in helping a patient, and we prescribe it all the time.
1: Got it. Yeah, and just when people just repeat things, that's what always frustrates Nancy, we'll talk about it, just online, they just, re- science says this, science says this, and they're just repeating something they heard without really digging and looking into it, so that's what you want to do. Yeah. Okay, let's... And I wrote
3: an article on it uh, recently, Michael, and I ended the article with a, with a proverb, uh, Proverb 1215, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. People should get their information from various credible sources, uh, not just one who may, maybe has a slant one way or the other. In my opinion, especially you know when it comes to to health.
1: Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, let's go over to Brian in Pensacola, Florida. Welcome to the Line of Fire. can well, you guys Brian. Hear me? Are you there? Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hey, hey guys! Yeah. Thank you uh, for answering my call. So, I've got just a quick little uh, uh, not story, but just a little insight of what we're dealing with, and I wanted to ask about a few supplements on Dr. Stingler's website. So,
1: go ahead. Uh, yeah, time um, is yeah. short, so dive okay. right in. Yeah.
2: So, my wife was recently diagnosed with high cholesterol, um, up into like two seventies. So they're they're kind of saying that it's more of a maybe a something she inherited.
1: Okay. Yeah. What What on, was it up to? Her, uh, you just cut out for one second. How high was her cholesterol?
2: Like, like two seventy on her LDL, just her LDL. So it's okay. it's over the Okay,
1: uh, Brian. Unfortunately, I hate to do this, but um, the the call is cutting in and out, and it's very difficult to hear you. So, uh, Doctor Stengler, if you could just address yeah. in a large. Larger terms, cholesterol-related issues that would be helpful. We've got maybe two minutes to do it.
3: Okay. Yeah, and I heard you said the LDL was 270, which is you know very high. Normal is less than 100 or less than 130, so that's very high. Um, you know, cholesterol is just one factor amongst many when people have cardiovascular disease. It may or may not be contributing to cardiovascular disease. The studies show. And I've done research from people to hospitals having heart attacks. Fifty percent of those people you know, had normal cholesterol levels. So it is a factor, but it's not necessarily the factor. Uh, we do use products on a website like our cholesterol uh, product, Cholesterol Wellness. We use a lot, uh, helps with cholesterol. Our Bergamot Wellness has good research on it too. But what I do with patients, if they have high levels like that, or maybe there's a family history, I like to be more scientific. What I usually do is a screening test besides an EKG, is I'll order a coronary calcium score, and that is a CT scan, of your heart arteries and it shows a calcification reflect, reflecting the plaque buildup in your arteries that score is basically you know zero or very little you know we don't go right to medications with the patient we work with diet and supplements or you know i'll refer to a cardiologist if i'm more concerned based on what some of their testing shows so i think nowadays doctors are not being scientific enough just because you have high cholesterol does not mean you have a problem Actually, cholesterol is very important in our body. It makes up our cell membranes. It makes up hormones. We have to have it. We're starting to see the opposite problem. People are getting their cholesterol so low, they're ending up with things like hormone deficiency, for example, which can affect you in many different ways. So it's better to do a, a, a more comprehensive assessment. Uh, look at the state of your arteries. Are you forming plaque in there? If you are, yeah. Maybe you need more you know, drug therapy combined with nutrition, exercise, and all that. If your arteries are... are pretty clear, There's just mild amounts, you don't necessarily need to be on drug therapy. So I think most doctors, especially family doctors, are not being scientific enough when it comes to cholesterol. Just putting in a category of being something that's bad, when actually it has, you know, an intelligent design behind it, uh, maybe due to diet, lifestyle, sometimes genetics, there are problems, and you may need medical attention. So you just have to dig deeper to see what's going on.
1: Hey, uh, Brian, thank you for the call. We just seem to have a couple of connection issues with, with calls being heard clearly. Yeah, look, the, the, the big word is, is being holistic, is looking at the whole person and the whole life and, and larger medical issues related, and, and often we're in a hurry to get things done. So, uh, Mark, if, if there was one book, we've just got 30 seconds, if you could recommend one book of yours, that would be helpful for someone to read to just get an idea of, of all this. Is, is there one in particular? You've written so many, but one in particular?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think it would be the Prescription for Natural Cures. It uh, goes into diet, all the common conditions, how to address them integratively.
1: Got it, right. So that's Mark Stengler, the Prescription for Natural Cures. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, and thanks for being with me when I had COVID and giving me the advice I needed. Much appreciated. God bless.
3: Oh,
1: thank you. You too. All right. All right, friends. Great to have Dr. Stengler on with us, and may God's blessing be on his evangelism efforts this weekend. Let me just remind you one more time, when you go to vitaminmission.com, don't use the normal Dr. Brown code for the 10% discount. Use the HEALTH code, capital H, HEALTH. Use that for 20% discount on everything you purchase. Add that into a healthy lifestyle. These supplements could really really benefit you. Wherever you are, they can be of help.
2: Another program powered by the Truth Network.